Good evening and welcome to Business Unusual. I am Nelisa Dume. Now, as most of us would know, lockdown restrictions have been eased, with people now allowed to move around without letters. Informal businesses can now open, and schools are scheduled to reopen this month. Prior to this, however, Zimbabwe was in level four of the lockdown, where movement was restricted to essential workers and exempted businesses or individuals. In partnership with the Voluntary Media Council of Zimbabwe under the Investigative Journalism, we have been conducting investigations for the past couple of weeks in Harare, Gueru and Mashingo on lockdown violations and the role of the police. We also looked at the lack of cohesion within the law enforcement regarding the implementation of the lockdown restrictions and following through in any changes. So in a SNAP survey that we conducted in Harare during the level four lockdown, despite the strict regulations, there was a bit of activity in the capital. So I spoke to some of the vendors that I found conducting their business in the CBD, just trying to understand how they were able to do so considering that there were very strict laws in place. Have a listen. Don't push No, don't get some phone. Sir, business, did you say? Are very low, very down. Amara, Aguna Marie Rumbuit, Zatoma, Sota, Kuna, 
it depends. Nukuti town macho na muri makamira ose. Simengoka watongo tishongo pindo watongo bure. Simengoka unongo tisho vicho vio shukupishuko wakana kuma one two. Unfabule. Sasa si business rufambe. Aris. Aris kutumbo fam. Aris boko sabtano amna van. Boko skutishuji tengu kanya kutishi. Yeah, 
ndonya iripo saka mimi kusati kwane lockdown anditi kusati kwane covid maita maripa day ah pazula wei kuna kuna woka naka six dollars kana five dollars kana three wabu oso kiso transport wo uno kuna usaro oneshi ukafuka wana six dollars wabu oso transport kama uno kuna usara ni three dollars ufo msiwo yo saka mazano jaka mira se mazano kuna kusha ya kutu kila usina usina kana this one usina ndo <laughs> Sasa Sasa ndio ndio kuvara kuzimba kuchibazira. 
So these are conversations I had with vendors I found in the Harare CBD during the level four lockdown before the lockdown restrictions were eased. I also spoke to a forex trader in uh, Harare whose story was particularly interesting in that he did not need to bribe the police at all as others we heard speak earlier but he actually had a letter an authentic letter that he was given by the police under false pretenses that he is an essential provider. Have a listen. That's right. Uh, I come from Lumbosha. So one comes out no in the same town. Um town in the white boss in the same town. Some bandaganuro now off saying church we patch in a mora police station. Actually, I'm not in social service, but the business is under it. No, don't do tender or pillage in town. Dream change, man. Right. In any and no, 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 Papa, <laughs> I'm <laughs> So far, because this pandemic yet quarters, and we hope to more watch it as Ranaka and then some Zagat to get a big no more the Ramberne life as usual. So clearly, there was no will in implementing other lockdown restrictions. There was no cohesion as the law enforcement agents had their own agendas. Or it would seem that there was no due diligence in ensuring that people that were claiming to be essential service providers were indeed essential service providers. Now, this came despite concerns of the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, which was said to be more severe due to the new variants that were discovered in South Africa. Now, I know you might be listening and thinking, but Mona Lisa, the situation 
in the country has somewhat gone to normal, with almost everyone allowed to go about their business without restrictions, well, at least minus the curfew. But then what is the point of all of this, right? What we're essentially trying to point out is the flaws and the loopholes within the law enforcement systems. As you never know, another crisis that requires strict monitoring may actually arise in the country and it would seem that the system does not have the capacity to enforce any strict measures for one reason or the other. Now, as you would know, that Zimbabwe's economy is predominantly informal, so there was a need to open up the sector at some point. So on the 15th of February, President Emerson Nangago revised the lockdown restrictions, announcing that the informal sector was now allowed to open on conditions that they satisfy World Health Organization um, regulations. So this would mean that there was supposed to be temperature checks on entrance. Everyone is supposed to be masked up. They should be sanitized at the entrance. Sufficient social distancing of about one five meters to two meters so however we spoke about the lack of cohesion earlier and it seemed to manifest itself again as informal traders were told to close up by the police we spoke to some traders in harare in mashingo and in gueru and these were some of their concerns there's been a lot of confusion um, because you know as we understood it we thought that you're supposed to get tested and uh, get your papers in order and then you can open but then since we've opened we've had problems with the police coming and telling us to close you know uh, actually that asked us who told you to open you're not supposed to open so now we're really confused we don't know whether to open or not to open yeah, so we just we're just in a state of confusion right now so even if you provide them the necessary letters, exemption letters that you have, or even if they see that there is social distancing and you are abiding by the regulations, they still insist on you closing? Yes, they still insist that we close. Yeah. So what has been, what, what then did you have to do? Because right now you're open and I'm in here, but then the door is closed. Is that, but then they can see that there are people here. So what happens then? We don't know because now, like you're saying, the doors are closed and we're still operating and they, they don't have a problem with, with us when we're doing business like that. But then we can't operate with the doors closed, you know, it's, it, we can't, because we're actually confusing our customers because they don't know if you're closed or if you're open or what. So it's a bit tricky for us. Hey, Tanga Mavis, 
Christmas <laughs> Kule <laughs> Kumbira <laughs> Kutestiwa masanta iza beni ne distance yacho zvirikufamba kufamba shorana atina problem tati ngo itawo izvo zvazvita rozazvo kupfeka mask ne zvimwe nengo shandisawo zvatati nazvo kumba a business wise izvo zvazvakatomira tati sina zvazviti because of zvazviripo activity yanga iripo shoma zvekuti at least takuwa na something komera kuti Otherwise, I will. As a little lolo, as one watch open, I'm told my one wife. 
so there are a lot of concerns that informal traders had, a lot of concerns that vendors had as well in order for them to survive, and also the aspect of the police interfering with the work that they are supposed to do as instructed by uh, lockdown regulations that were eased by President Emerson Nangagwa. I also managed to reach out to the Transparency International, which is an NGO that works to stop corruption, and I wanted to find out what they had been doing to deal with corruption, particularly during this COVID-19 pandemic. I spoke to that Transparency International Zimbabwe Executive Director Muchaneta Mdopa, who says that corruption in Zimbabwe stems from other macroeconomic issues that needs to be addressed. Muchaneta, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. All right, so how are we ranking as Zimbabwe on the Corruption Perception Index? Okay, thank you for the question. Uh, unfortunately, Zimbabwe is not doing so great on the Corruption Perceptions Index. You would note that in the latest report, which is the 2020 Corruption Perceptions, uh, Perceptions Index report, Zimbabwe maintained its previous score of 24 out of 100, where 100 is considered to be very corrupt uh, and then 100 is considered to be clean. So from 24, you can tell the extent of which corruption is very endemic in Zimbabwe. Uh, you also note that it is way below the original average of 32. Um, in, in the sub-Saharan uh, region. How has the security forces, particularly uh, the police in this instance, how have they contributed and to what extent have they contributed to this poor performance that you speak of? Okay, uh, the Corruption Perceptions Index uh, measures a bribery, but le perhaps let me start by saying that the Corruption Perceptions Index, it measures uh, countries or ranks countries based on how corrupt a country's public sector is perceived to be by experts and business people. So when we're talking about the security sector, we'll talk about issues of bribery, uh, which have been very prevalent uh, during this uh, lockdown period, but we will not attribute that to the score of the CPI, rather to what you call the Global Corruption Barometer, which takes into account the experiences and perceptions of corruption by the ordinary citizens. So in terms of the corruption that is being experienced by the ordinary citizens, as an institution we have received so far uh, from April 2020 last year, when the COVID-19 lockdown measures were introduced to date, we have received about 1,682 cases of um, corruption where citizens are stating that the police are demanding bribes to turn a blind eye on COVID-19 restrictions. So it is very worrying as an institution to see that those who are supposed to be the law enforcers and abiding the law, demanding bribes to turn, the other, uh, to turn a blind eye rather. As the Transparency International, how are you working to see that this is addressed? Okay, uh, two, two things. Uh, you'll note that COVID-19 is only not a health pandemic, but also an economic pandemic, where we have the majority of citizens being self-employed or in the informal sector. So staying at home also means that they'll probably die of hunger. So in terms of COVID-19 situation and how we've been working as a 
institution, we address first of all the corruption side of it, where we try to educate the citizens through our community engagement department of the negative effects of corruption. Uh, but generally, you know, you cannot tell someone not to be corrupt when they are hungry. So broadly speaking, uh, the economic situation is then compounded by the state of corruption in the country where the country is losing a lot of resources in terms of public procurement or other forms of leakages, uh, funds of which could be uh, channeled towards cushioning the ordinary citizens uh, during this difficult time of need when uh, people's livelihoods are being threatened by COVID-19. But, but you know what, Michelle, so I, I bring this because yes. we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know whether the lockdown restrictions are going to be reintroduced. And obviously, this is a situation that has to be addressed. It's just that COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic has sort of exposed the extent to which bribery has been happening within the sector. True, indeed. We need to look at corruption and address corruption, uh, starting by enforcing um, punitive measures to the police officers who are seen accepting bribes or demanding bribes. But like I've said before, we need to look at the broader aspect of this. Why is there petty corruption in the country? Uh, what is driving bribery as a form of corruption to be endemic in the country? It all boils down to the economic situation that is currently prevailing. And the economic situation is then also linked to the broader corruption or the grand corruption that is currently happening in the country where it's affecting the economic situation. So in your opinion, how can this be addressed? We need, um, you know, Zimbabwe has very strong legal and institutional frameworks uh, to deal with corruption. But uh, what we've seen, especially when it comes to grand corruption, there is a culture of impunity where those who engage in corruption, depending on how close you are to the politically exposed people or your senior public officials, uh, the rules of justice then tend to stop. Uh, people are not being fully prosecuted for the corruption acts that they they engage in. So as an institution, we've always said that there is need. You can put institutions, you can put the legal frameworks, but as long as there is no proper implementation or enforcement of those laws and regulations, then you always have corruption. So to support the strong institutions and the strong legal frameworks that we have as a country, we need punitive action to be taken against those who engage in corruption. We have become a country where corruption has become a very low risk and high reward activity as opposed to becoming a low reward and high risk activity. Mochaneta Mdopa, I appreciate your time to speak with us this afternoon. So that was my conversation earlier uh, with Executive Director Muchaneta Mundopa, who is with the Transparency International Zimbabwe, who is speaking about the number of cases that they have received on uh, corruption allegations against the police. So at the center of lockdown restrictions, the confusion with uh, the regulations, the violations, the fake letters and the corruption. There is a police. They are at the center of all this. So I reached out to the National Police Spokesperson Assistant Commissioner Ponyati, and this is what he had to say. We, we request all business people to be conversant with the State Instrument 42 of 2021. Precisely, the police is, is, is just enforcing Special Instrument 42 of 2021, which has been promulgated, and we have 
even consulted the Attorney General's office. So basically, any, anyone who has got queries in terms of the way police are enforcing the issue, take the clarity from the relevant government arms. Because police are basically enforcing the Census Instrument 2021. It has clearly outlined those who are supposed to be operating and those which who are not supposed to be operating. Their argument is within the president, when he extended the lockdown, said that informal businesses can operate if they have the WHO adequate protocols, but they're saying the police are arresting them anyway. As far as we are concerned, the Mona Lisa, we have been guided by State Instrument 42 of 2021, and we have even consulted the Attorney General. So anyone who has got queries, they can even seek clarity from the Attorney General's office. Another issue that I have is when I was in, in the CBD, when I was talking to some people that are town and I was trying to find out how they're getting into town when we are in the lockdown and they're not essential services. And they essentially said that they are giving the police money for them to be able to move around the CBD. Are you aware of this? That's corruption. Uh, yes, not that way, but whoever is offering money to police officers to pass through checkpoints to get into CBD, that person is also committing an offense. It takes two to tango, and I want to reiterate, those people should also be arrested. Those police officers should also be arrested, and they will investigate. Are you aware of such reports? Currently, I was not aware. Okay. But uh, we have paid it time and again. No one should pay any money to any member of the security service to pass through any checkpoint. And those who are not supposed to be in the CBD, please stay at home. Do not corrupt police officers. Oh, they are the ones corrupting police officers? Yes, because how can you leave your home knowing very well that you are not supposed to be in the CBD and then you try to negotiate in the process you offer money to police officers? That's corruption. But they are accepting the money from what they are saying. Yes, that means the action must be taken against the police officers and against the one who is offering that money. So how are you going to start investigating this when you're not even aware where and where how this is happening? We, we, we will put mechanisms in place. Some of the mechanisms, I may not pronounce them publicly, but what I can assure you, we will investigate. And it definitely action will be taken. So those are the investigations we did during the level four lockdown where there were strict measures that were put in place in order to curb the spread of the COVID-19. So clearly there is a lot of work that needs to be done in ensuring that there is cohesion within the government, within security forces and other stakeholders as we fight the COVID-19 pandemic as well as fight corruption in the country within systems that have to protect both the citizens and the law. Now that wraps up this episode of Business Unusual as we were conducting um, lockdown regulations, the violations and corruption thereof as well as the fake letters. You heard from the South. There's a lot that was happening uh, behind the scenes as well as looking at the role of the police in enforcing uh, lockdown regulations and any other regulations really. And uh, we were working in partnership with the Voluntary Media Council of Zimbabwe under the investigative uh, journalism. And that's it from me. I am Anubisa Dube and Corporate Zim is next.